You're listening to Radio Albion, talk radio for the nationalist community. Welcome to the Daily Nationalist. Today's date is Monday, February 12th, 2024, and you're listening to me, Grandpa Dan, streaming at RadioAlbin.com. Starting off your work week, I'm glad you joined us. I'm glad you're catching this whenever you get a chance to catch it. Appreciate you tuning in. Also, appreciate y'all remembering we've got our Sven Longshank support links up here on the Daily Nationalist. All the links you know, at least take the time. I ask that you take the time, drop in my uh, postcard perhaps, or sign up for the email program. I have uh, been in regular communication as such with Sven, and he's doing well. And he does really, really appreciate hearing from all of y'all. He always conveys that to me, how much it means to him and how much he really appreciates uh, hearing from all of you. And it can just take a few minutes, you know, like I say, if you come across a pretty, pretty, po- pretty, I'll spit it out, pretty postcard or something like that. Again, it's it's very much appreciated. Well, we are kicking off the week with this installment of the Daily Nationals. I don't have a news story once again today. And I wanted to talk, I thought we'd talk a little bit about expectations. And expectations as reflected in those that we share this society with, those around us. A lot of this stuff here, y'all are very much aware of it. But sometimes it helps to really wrap our minds around and understand not just these concepts themselves, but how other people perceive them. And it helps us to understand the people around us. If we understand the people around us, It's easier to understand why they do what they do, why they make the decisions that they make. Because a lot of times we see regular people, NPCs, if you would, around us, and they make these decisions and they say these things. And it can be really, really quite baffling on the surface. It's it's, it's like it doesn't make any sense. So by talking about some of this stuff, I think it'll help all of us to to think about and to understand and wrap our minds around why people do some of the things they do. We go through life with certain expectations of how the world around us works. And by an extension of that, how the society that we live in works. If you live in a normal, sane, safe society, you have the expectation that you can go out after dark and walk your dog, for instance, without fear of violence, being attacked, perhaps killed, robbed, assaulted, whatever the case may be. You have that expectation. You go and you when you start, everybody pretty much starts their day. When you wake up in the morning, have that first cup of coffee, you're starting your day off with the expectation That this is not going to be your last day, that you are going to go through this day and you're going to experience various things. But you expect that tomorrow you will get up and you will do much the same thing. If you're driving down the highway in your car and there's a side road with a stop sign, you see a car roll up. You have the expectation that that car is going to stop at the stop sign and not come crashing into you. 
have we don't live in a functioning society and metaphorically speaking people are running stop signs left and right and they they will crash into you the system as it said you cannot have these expectations and i see people around uh, around us of people in this society and they do they have these expectations I thought I'd go through three today, and I think that'll be just about the right amount by the time I ramble on about it. And I want to start off just by wrapping it all, you know, just kind of with a summary. You cannot expect justice from the unjust. You cannot expect truth from liars. And you cannot expect charity from the wicked. Now, Let's look at these one by one. And in the first one, do not expect justice from the unjust. I see a lot of people, particularly uh, conservative normies, and they have this expectation that on some level, the system, the system of justice somehow still functions in the society. You know, A lot of times you'll see these people, if you're still on social media, I'm not, thank goodness, but you, you'll see these people. And they'll post things and you sit there and scratch your head and you think, I, I wouldn't be posting that. But they think it's just fine because, after all, they're not any kind of you know threat or anything. And yet they have this expectation that if something were to happen, if they were to be caught up in this system, that they would somehow be treated fairly. That somehow the system would see the truth and let them go. It's an amazing thing to watch conservatives when they see somebody get snatched up into the system. I'm not talking about somebody that's actually done like crime. You know, somebody that gets caught up in the system for whatever reason, maybe some sort of petty reason, and they'll celebrate it. They're like, oh, good. He's getting what he deserves without even considering. I should stop here a moment. Also to say that these three things I thought I wanted to act, uh, outline today as far as expectation they're connected. And I think as we go through this, it'll become clear how these things are all connected. But you'll see these people, you know, it's it's the mindset of if they see somebody and you know they're going they're going faster than them. Maybe they're not driving reckless, but they're just going faster. And that person will mutter and say, I hope there's a cop right over there. I hope I hope there's a cop and gets him. But why? It if I saw I saw a thing recently, and and I don't want to get into too much detail, but I saw a thing recently where somebody was caught up in the system for what I consider trivial things like speeding and such, and there were people celebrating. What you gonna do? I saw one person post a comment said, "Yeah, what you gonna do when they come for you?" Because you know, my hero police. And what really struck me about a comment such as this is the person making it never considers. To look around at the way things are going. What and it is a question they should be asking themselves. What are you going to do when they come around for you? I've oftentimes made the comparison of the willful blindfulness of conservatives when it came to January 6th. They walked into this with this expectation that everything would be fine, that they would be treated justly by the system. Even though they had the fairly recent experience of seeing what happened to the protesters at Charlottesville. But they chose to ignore that because they're not those people. You see, the system may be unjust, but only towards other people. 
The system has been unjust for a while when it comes to money. If you're poor and you got caught up in the system even 20 years ago, you're screwed. But if you have money, generally, you'll be fine. Even that, though, today, as the injustice of the system has increased, we see this with Trump. He's got money, and yet he's being drugged through all these different court cases that are absurd on their face. They're literally absurd just to look at them. And you have to think 20, 30 years ago, a case such as this would be thrown out immediately because it's so silly on its face. And yet these very same conservatives who look at this and say, oh, yeah, it's unfair how they're treating Trump as if it's just about Trump. It, it still does not dawn on them that this isn't just about Trump. This is how the system functions now. If for whatever reason, the system decides to remove you from the population, the system they can come and arrest you and take you away. They can go to the media and say whatever they want to say about you. You know, I mean, they can they can put out in the media that you're a child rep, child rapist, serial axe uh, axe murderer, who you know is 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 was plotting to set off a nuclear bomb in Manhattan. I mean, they can say whatever ridiculous thing, and as long as they've got the media on board, which they would. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's simply an empty allegation by your accusers. You see, the system doesn't care because the system doesn't care about justice. It's been heading this way for a while. Many of you probably remember the story from years ago where the rugby team, the college rugby team, was accused of raping a hooker or something. Uh, and... It came out that there was evidence that obviously this was not the case. And then they found out that the prosecutor knew about the evidence, but he hid it or attempted to hit it, hide it rather, and ignored it. You see, because he didn't care about justice or the truth. He just cared about getting a prosecution. In this day and era of the quote-unquote war on terrorism and everything terrorism is whatever they say it is, they can deem you a terrorist, snatch you up, and you can wake up tomorrow in some black prison in Poland or some shit, and no one will ever hear from you again. And all they got to say is, he was a terrorist. We're, 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 we're holding him because uh, he was an imminent threat to national security or something. Now, granted, the round of the, the average person going about their day you know, we, that's probably the odds of that happening happening to them are very slim. But it does that is how the system functions. And if it, fun, I mean, I've pointed out an extreme example where they ex accuse you of whatever extreme things and haul you off. But this also this also applies to the lower level things, your lower level interactions with the system. I'll so often hear normie conservatives brag about how they bow down to the police. You know, well, when I don't have any of these problems, because when I get stopped by the police, I'll tell you what, it is yes, sir, no, sir, thank you for your service. And they say this with pride. They say this with a sense of arrogance, like they're morally superior, you see, because I always call the officer, sir. 
Don't get me wrong. I, I don't get stopped like hardly ever. Last time I got stopped, I was just pulled over because they just gave me a friendly verbal letting me know that I had a brake light out. And I appreciated it. You know, I mean, sure, no problem. But I don't do this yes, sir, no, sir. I mean, I don't act like an asshole. You see these videos of people that are trying to make some sort of point, you know, and, and the cop walks up and says, you know, uh, can I see your driver's license and insurance? And they decide this is the time to educate this officer on my constitutional right. I don't have to show it to you. Now, everybody's free to pick what hill they want to fight on, but I'm not going to fight on that hill. That's just silly. I don't act like an asshole. That having been said, I'm older than 90% of any cops out there. And no, I'm not going to sit here at my age and call some guy half my age. Yes, sir. No, sir. That's stupid. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and give some sort of feigned obedience and, and submission. I just talk to him like I talk to anybody else. What's up? What do you need? You know, but you see this and, and they, and they brag about this and it never dawns on them that, you know, if it just so happens that that cop's having a bad day and, you know, he's maybe pumped up on steroids or whatever, maybe you weren't even speeding. And he pulls you over anyway because he's jealous because you got a nicer car than he has and he decides to give you a bunch of shit. He can do that. What are you going to do? You're going to go, you're going to go to court and, and what you're going to have Mr. Hero law enforcement. And the conservative themselves have contributed to this with their yes, sir, no, sir, your, thank you for your service, sir. Then if they happen to get drug into court, they're indignant because it's his word against the cop's word. And guess what? Now you've promoted, you've promoted an atmosphere, an attitude in society to where his word is like from God and your word doesn't mean anything. You're just assumed to be a liar. These people go about their lives acting as though if, if for some reason they were to be caught up in the system and it would just totally never happen because the system is so fair. If they were caught up in the system, it's no problem. Well, I can just show them. I can show them my innocence. I can show them that I've, I'm no threat to anybody. I mean no harm. They expect justice from an unjust system, from a system that doesn't have anything to do with justice. They've had any number of cases where they they've decided. I remember years ago, I heard about a case, and this was back before they started making all of this stuff about race. But I remember hearing about a case, and a guy got sent up to prison. He got convicted and sent to prison. And they found evidence, literal evidence, that 100% exonerated this guy beyond any kind of doubt. Then it turned out the prosecutor, of course, not shocking at all, he actually knew more or less about the evidence. They went to the court. They presented this evidence and said, this, this guy is proved. We're proving this guy is 100% innocent. And yeah, the guy was eventually released, but the prosecutor's immediate reaction was, that's okay. We're going to try him again. He has presented within your face evidence. But what's important to the prosecutor is I don't want to lose a conviction off my record. And this makes me look bad politically. So we may just go ahead and take this guy to trial one more time. Now, the evidence was ironclad enough that they wound up having to get this, you know, having to not do that. And they did wind up letting the guy go. Of course, the guy isn't going to get the two or whatever years it was he spent in prison back. Those are gone. You're not getting that back. 
the prosecutor doesn't care. He was going to tr- figure out, he was trying to figure out some way he could wiggle around and twist things up and keep the guy in prison, not because of the truth, but because of how it makes him look. That's the reality of the system that we live under today as far as the system of law. And it doesn't just apply to black people. It doesn't just apply to brown people. It applies to everybody. It used to not apply so much to the rich, but now even that, as you see with Trump, isn't necessarily something that is going to protect you. This is the way, this is the system you live under. You've got to walk around with your eyes wide open. And you have to have proper expectations. You should do everything you can to not interact with this system, to not get caught up with or engage in this system in any way, shape or form whatsoever. Because the truth doesn't matter to this system. And yet you'll see these people and they will act like they'll celebrate. If they see somebody they just don't like for whatever reason, get caught up in the system, they'll celebrate it like, yeah. And never dawn on them, but it could just as easily be their turn next. Now, again, I'm not talking about the rare instances where the system is actually doing its job and catching a criminal. I'm talking about just petty things, and they're just so glad because I don't like that guy for whatever reason. It never dawns on them that the bigger issue is the system itself, and if and, and it can and will be used against them if the need or opportunity ever arrives now as we've already covered you know the truth doesn't matter here the other false expectation i see so many people go around with is they on some level or another expect truth from liars and they and and as an extension of this they expect liars to feel some sort of shame if they point out that they're lying and they're always bewildered that these people don't feel any shame when you point out that well you're lying They just keep going. And the normie conservative can't seem to wrap their minds around why this is. Well, of course, because they're liars. They don't care about the truth. They care about power. They care about scoring points, depending on what level of liar you're dealing with. If it's just a petty liar on the bottom rung of things, they just want to score some kind of personal points for themselves. If you're talking about the media, they don't care. They know they're lying. It's about power. You'll have people, and they still, I've said this before, I'm always amazed because you'll have people, again, conservatives, that will go around and they will talk about the media. They'll, They'll parrot what Trump said about the lying media. We don't trust the media. But if the media says something outrageous against somebody perhaps that they don't like, or somebody that the media has told them they shouldn't like, they will eat it up, hook, line, and sinker, and they will never, ever question it. Now, don't get me wrong. We do news stories here, and as such, I have to go to the media to use certain news stories. Now, I use more reliable media. I'll use RT quite a bit, which even they, I'll I'll be first to say, even they aren't, you know, you can't count on them 100%. I don't blindly trust anybody. But that's different because when I do, when I read the media and probably y'all too, when we read the media, we understand we're reading that they're lying to us. We're just simply, (laughs) we're just simply digging through the pile of dung to see if, if there's any nuggets in there. But we realize that what they're handing us is a pile of shit. 
We're simply digging through it to see if there's any nuggets of truth in there to be found. And yet you'll find that people, if they hear something salacious, something outlandish, something really scandalous about somebody, they buy it up. They, they will just swallow it. Hook, line, and sinker. And it's like, well, you were just saying yesterday that you don't believe anything the media says. And I say, yeah, but did you hear what they said about this guy? This guy's really out there. He just, I can't believe what they said this guy did. He was, you know, he was planning a terrorist plot. It's like, why do you believe that, though? You know the media lies. Well, they wouldn't lie about this. I mean, the idea that an entity or people that you know lie continuously, and then the same people will turn around and say, yeah, but they wouldn't lie about this. And they never can follow that up with because. They can never follow up with a reason why they wouldn't lie about this. You know, Can you tell me why wouldn't they lie about this? The outbreak of the Ukraine conflict, for instance. You had all these people, many of them normie conservatives, and they jump up and say, we got to stand with the Ukraine. we got to support Ukraine. And it's like, well, well why? You know, well, because, and they just regurgitate whatever the media told them. And it's like, okay, so, so you think you should support a war because of what the media, <laughs> what the media has told you. Known liars. There's one thing, if you want to look into, you know, the facts and the details and you come to your own conclusions, then, 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 you know, fine. But no, these people, people that do knee-jerk reactions, they do knee-jerk reactions because they'll believe the words of known liars. And if you point that out, say, well, they, again, they'll say, well, they wouldn't lie about that, though. They wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't lie us into war. Same with the government. I mean, the government has an entire history, like pretty much every war that the U.S. has gotten into on some level or another, they've been the people have been lied into war. And yet when the next war rolls around, what do they say? They come up with a theory. They come up with a story. They come up with a narrative and the people buy it. Hook, line and sinker. It's different. We got to stop Putin. He's resurrecting the USSR. We've got to defend our greatest ally ever in the history of the world. In the Middle East, we've got to defend Israel no matter what. They're just defending themselves. It's just, it's uh, all of this slaughter in Gaza, it's, it's, it's Hamas's fault. It's just because they just one day decided out of the blue that they don't like Israel for no reason whatsoever. That's what I've been told, and that's what I'm going to repeat. And they never consider the track record, the source of this. This ties in with expecting justice from the system. Well, they wouldn't lie about me. They wouldn't get me into court and the prosecutor wouldn't stand up there knowing that I'm innocent and just lie to the jury. Yes, he would. He would. In a normal functioning society, you, you expect people to tell the truth. This aids in communication. If you're going to communicate with people and have a functioning society, you have to be able to assume that the person you're conversing with is telling you the truth. Society is breaking down because you can't do that anymore. I was sounding like an old person the other day, complaining about how a man's word doesn't mean anything to him anymore. People will sell their word. Because see, when a man breaks his word, I consider you sell that. You're selling your word for that price. You know, if a man says, I'll pay you uh, $150, and then he stiffs you, and only pays you $100. That man's word was worth $50 to him, which is so ridiculously, breathtakingly cheap to me that 
it's hard for me to believe. You can't communicate with people, not just the media, not just these big, regular everyday people now. Lying, going back on their word. It's the norm now. And people wonder why society is breaking down. Liars, being a liar now has been normalized. It's been destigmatized. You know, back in the old West days, if you called a man a liar, you better have your pistol on you because if you can't back that up and you're just insulting him, somebody probably fixing to be carried out of here feet first. It's been like everything else. It's been destigmatized. A man will sell his word for a few scraps, for a few pennies. It doesn't mean anything to him. So how can you believe anybody? People, people would just lie to you about anything. That kind of gets things off track a little bit because you still have to your people in your day to day life. You still have to try to at least observe and take them at their word and see what they do. I'm sadly at the point that I have very low expectations. Somebody says, I'll meet you at two o'clock. I don't expect to see them at two o'clock. It just doesn't mean anything to them anymore. But still yet you have to interact in such a way as you expect it. But that's different from known liars. When you know these entities, you know people or whatever entities that will lie to you. Stop believing them. Again, it amazes me to see conservatives who will go on and on. They'll talk your ear off about how the media lies. And then as soon as the media lies about somebody that maybe they don't like, they're all on board. If they tell them something, bit of juicy gossip. They don't understand how everything is staged. I was talking to somebody, you know, we had the big game, the big game yesterday by the Super Bowl, buddy. It is the quintessential American event. And one of the things I hate, I'm going to get off on a little tangent. You can't escape TV anywhere. You know, back in the day, you, you had a TV in your house and that was it. Now you go to the store and there's TV on. You're sitting in a waiting room at the doctor's office. There's TV on. You go out to eat. There's a TV. We're constantly bombarded with this gibberish. Anyway, the big game. So they spend the whole day hyping up the big game. Well, of course, one of the big narratives was, you know, this Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and this Kelsey guy, Travis Kelsey, their love affair. And even I saw it because the TV was off. They had the captions on and it's like, you know, Super Bowl love affair. And they started going in and the talking heads with their faking fake smiles or looking at each other, chattering. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? And, and somebody remarked something about this to me. And I said, it's amazing to me that the people don't understand that people don't understand all of this is fake. They don't understand that when you take the ticket to be a celebrity, that means, you know, why, why do people think that these celebrities always have these screwed up lives and they're always on drugs and, and, and all of this other things? They don't understand that when you take the ticket to become a celebrity, that means that literally every aspect of your life is scripted. What clothes you're going to wear. You didn't pick that. You didn't pick that out. That's chosen for you. What kind of car you're going to be seen in. What you're going to be wearing when they take a picture of you. Who you're in a quote unquote relationship with. All of these things are pre-screened. All of these things are handled by your handlers. It's scripted. This is all scripted for TV to present a narrative. And people sit there going, well, it seems like Taylor's really in love with this old boy. I think she found the right one. For starters, why would you care? And second of all, no, it's just, this is scripted. These people's lives are micromanaged. 
They're not making... <laughs> anyway, like I said, that's kind of off on a tangent. I want to get to the third point so we don't run too long. I'm looking at the time. We're already going to run long. And finally, don't expect charity from the wicked. Now, I use the term charity. I don't mean like giving things away to the needy. I'm talking about fairness. I'm talking about giving people the benefit of the doubt. I'm talking about kind of a wrap up of all of this, of looking at the truth and saying, well, you know, we have to have some temperance here. We have to consider people's circumstances. I'm talking about that is what I mean by charity. Don't expect charity from the wicked. Don't expect fairness. The reason originally you have a jury for your court system is because the idea was, well, yeah, you can write a law, and on paper that looks really good. However, there's no way when you're writing that law to write it in a manner where it can be fairly applied to every single circumstance. Those who came before us that wrote these things into the system, the original system, they understood this. They understood, well, you can write a law, a lawmaker can write a law with every good intention, and it looks good on paper, but it's impossible to write a law that can be applied fairly under every single circumstance. And so the idea was you would have a jury of your peers so that they could weigh the circumstance. They could look at this and say, okay, well, yeah, I mean, by the letter of the law, he violated the law. However, the circumstances are, no one was actually hurt. He didn't intentionally do it, and so on and so forth. Now, juries are simply instructed that it doesn't matter how you feel about these things. you got to do what the judge says. And if the law, the letter of the law applies, you got to vote to convict. It really makes the jury system stupid and redundant. Why waste people's time if you're just going to simply apply the law without any application of fairness? Then just let the judge do it and, and, and move on. But it, like the voting system, they have to create this. They want to create this illusion that there's an illusion of fairness. Like, well, you were convicted by a jury of your peers. Well, it doesn't matter if nine out of the 12 were sitting there and go, well, I mean, yeah, he violated the law, but this is bullshit. He didn't deserve to go to jail. But they don't get they don't vote that way. They used to. People used to understand that. The fallacy of expecting charity from the wicked is always demonstrated whenever you see somebody somewhere and, you know, oh, we found out this person said this politically incorrect thing 20 years ago in high school or whatever the case may be. And you will see these people. And what do they do? They'll go out and apologize, don't they? They make that mistake, right? They run out. And they'll get on their social media and say, I, I, I'm a changed man, and I'm so sorry. And what happens? They run out and say, I, I, I said those things 30 years ago, but I didn't mean them. I, or, or, or I've come to understand the foolishness of my evil ways. I spoke, and I was insensitive. Please forgive me. You see, they expect charity from the wicked, and they don't understand. What always happens to these people when they grovel and apologize? Those attacking them double down, don't they? You see, this is a clear example of expecting charity from the wicked. They think they're being attacked for the thing they're being accused of. But you see, the wicked just see an opportunity to destroy a man. 
and they look at this with glee. People, the wicked function on a level to where they believe they're somehow bringing themselves up. They're making themselves more powerful if they can utilize and turn the system on somebody. Whether they deserve it or not is irrelevant in their minds. They just want the satisfaction of seeing a man destroyed. Now, people who aren't aware of how these things work, they will come out and they'll apologize and grovel and beg for forgiveness and, and, and offer to do whatever sort of grovelly thing they need to do. Please understand and please have mercy. And the more they grovel, the more they apologize, the harder they're attacked. Time and time again. You see the pattern. And time and time again, they'll do it. They'll, they'll, somebody will get attacked. And they and they apologize and they grovel and ask for forgiveness. And, and, and you just see that pattern because they expect mercy. They expect charity from the wicked. The wicked don't care about the truth. If they cared about the truth, they'd be like, well, why are we hounding this guy over something from 30 years ago? <laughs> why are we bothering with that? Kind of go back to the same illustration I used before about the conservative not considering the fact that someday they could get pulled over by the cop having a bad day. When they're on the ground getting the shit beat out of them while the cop's yelling, quit resisting. <laughs> and they're like, I'm not resisting. Why are you doing this? Expecting charity from the wicked. Doing it because they can. Their pleads, their groveling, their begging for forgiveness, their apologizing always just fuels the fire. Never once, not a single time, have you ever seen somebody come out and apologize when they're attacked like this, that the attacks go away, that the attacks let up. They always, always intensify. It's futile to expect charity from the wicked. The wicked only seek to destroy. They don't care about truth. They don't care about justice. They just want to destroy. That is the end of itself. And in seeing somebody's destruction come about, this makes them feel more powerful. One should always keep their interactions with the wicked to a bare minimum. And we're walking around in this world. We got no choice. Sometimes you're going to deal with wicked people and you don't have control over what other people do, but you should try to keep that at a minimum. And if you do wind up having to interact with the wicked, don't expect them to act fairly. Don't expect them to treat people fairly. Don't expect them to say, oh, I've seen the errors of my ways. This kind of applies in a roundabout way to the way you see conservatives continually pointing out the hypocrisy of the left. Even though they don't care and they just don't understand. They don't care. They always think, well, this time, this time I'm going to point out to the left how hypocritical they are. It will work for sure this time. It's never worked before, but it will work for sure this time. This time when I show that they don't really believe in peaceful protest. They don't really believe in freedom of speech. They don't really believe. It never works. They think that somehow they're going to have a conscience that it's about anything besides power. They don't care about that. We respected your freedom of speech. We respected your right to protest. Why aren't you respecting mine? Why aren't you treating me fairly? It would only be fair. 
we let y'all go out and do your protesting. Now we wish to protest. Why is it that <laughs> they expect charity, they expect fairness from the wicked? You will not receive it. They don't have it to give. You know, they, they don't. They don't have it to give. It's not in them to give something they do not have. Don't expect it. Don't expect it from the, and you'll see them. They go out and they expect these things. You have to have proper expectations. We live, I, I, I really believe that it is more important than ever to really, to look at the world realistically. If you live in a somewhat functioning society, you can give, a, you can get away with a little bit of rose colored glasses, a little bit of Pollyannic thinking, but not in a society like this. You have to see this thing for what it is. This month, we're living, look, people, we're living in the belly of the beast. We're walking through the shadow of the valley of death right now. We are walking through hell right now, in a sense. And you have to be real about that. You have to have, you have to understand that you can't go around being Pollyannic and you thinking and thinking, well, everything will be fine. They wouldn't do that to me. I read this outlandish story where this guy was given this really hard time. The media lied and, and they wouldn't do that. Yes, they would. If it so suits them, they will do that to you. You have to look at these things realistically. And in so looking at them and having proper expectations of how things work, you're going to avoid problems. Those, those of you listening to this show, are in a much you probably don't even realize how much of a better position you are in it may not seem like it than the average say normie conservative the average run-of-the-mill conservative is walking around just just with blinders on I, I they are they're just walking around completely oblivious they walked up there they went up there and walked up there on january 6th thinking that the system was fair, that they were having a right to protest. For goodness sakes, they were supporting the sitting president of the United States. Walk around up here, post on Facebook. Look, here I am at the Capitol. And then when the hammer came down afterwards, maybe posting up here on Facebook, here I am at the Capitol. Maybe it's something to regret. Maybe it's something you shouldn't have done. But you see, they didn't understand. They didn't understand how this broken system is functioning and had improper expectations. We'll wrap up on that note. I thank you for joining me. I hope you'll get a chance. I'll be back tomorrow for the Parish of the Patriots program. Be sure and check it out. I do appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Matthew Raphael Johnson, of course, everybody looks forward to his Orthodox Nationalist program. That'll be up on Wednesday. Uh, Dr. Johnson will be back on Thursday for usually a geopolitically centered uh, daily nationalist. Always very, uh, very educational. Always look forward to that. And then I myself will be back on Friday to wrap up your work week. I hope you'll get a chance to check it all out. I do appreciate you again. Thank you for joining us today. Keep the faith and we'll see you next time. You're listening to Radio Albion, talk radio for the nationalist community.